what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to left look it is february the 4th and i'm here with my two best friends dj hello and jacob good day sir and i'm julian i don't say that enough you should say that i guess we don't do that that's very uh that's such an oversight good i know good spot. good spot correcting it here i'm being accountable i don't know it's kind of a nice uh narrative trope <laughs> Who is this mysterious force behind the behind the lingo? Yeah, just a third who, person. We don't know who it is. Who is this social glue who keeps us together? <laughs> it's Left Look. It's the premier independent podcast from the Gato Institute where we'll be taking a look at Canadian international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased left-wing perspective. We'll send you to premier podcast independent to the Institute Gato or new new pension on arts, the culture at the diverse small Canadian international portfolio and perspective of partiality de gauche straight Jack, uh, there, were, there were little bumps here and there but that was pretty good yeah, yeah. He, he's trying to put a i don't care about the french uh kind of <laughs> expression in it no i'm just kidding i'm um, not trying to do anything i just yeah, don't no, care just about the french that <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny uh also really demeaning to half of our supposed audience in canada uh <laughs> he was born in england what do you want from him is he actually born in england who julian oh, weren't you Me? born in england julian no. I don't what? think so. No, his grandfather is English, if I have my genealogy correct. E- uh, close enough, yeah. I thought, I like, did... by happenstance, you were born there, but no. I, I must be thinking of somebody else. <laughs> I did spend a year there when I was three. So, hmm. like, Interesting. Kind of born. So during your formative years. Yes. That's where you picked it up. Could you yes. imagine you come in the first... Uh, I met Julian in junior kindergarten. He, I imagine he, I think it was senior kindergarten actually, but imagine he comes in five years old and he goes, you what, mate? <laughs> like, we wouldn't just be friends chaff. today. I would just be such a dick about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the kid who got bullied to death. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think our experiences were that far off of uh, that description. But anyways, welcome to Left Look, listeners. Um just uh so oh jesus knocked my head off the microphone just some housekeeping uh to uh start the episode uh we will be starting a new project on youtube specifically where i will be reading books uh philosophy and non-fiction books hopefully mostly just into youtube to boost our algorithm rate and also yes. you can uh you know see what i like to read I, i'm going to be starting with a book by jacques derrida one of my favorites it's called voice and phenomenon uh what at phenom actually uh the title is never transliterated, but it's hmm. uh, it, it's one of the first books that uh, helped me think that people don't make decisions, that there's no such thing as a soul or a pilot on board the ship. And so hopefully you find it interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Any, so uh, looking forward to it. Any, oh. any sneak peeks? Uh, well, I would say... If you really want to only listen to the important parts, you should uh, listen to chapter five, which is a summation of the entire book. And hmm. it's called uh, the chapter is called uh, the in the blink of an eye or something like that. In German, it's in Selben Augenblick. Oh. And in it, he dismantles a, a phenomenology, a, a Husserlian phenomenology that depends on uh, a time point for there to be a soul. And the way he explains it is that you really delve into it and there's never really a punctual point in time. And therefore, the explanation that gives uh, rise to a, a soul or a pilot on your ship mm-hmm. uh, doesn't work, right? And though he does it much more beautifully and gracefully than that. And in German. In French, Derrida. Oh, why would that? Husser- Husserl is in German. So uh, you have to go back to the... In fact, there's a lot of German words I had to struggle through. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, okay I'll... anyways but look forward to that listeners yeah enough about the europeans we're done actually aren't we going right back no we're doing the chinese balloon right uh-huh. well, hang on uh-huh. one more thing from youtube world we got our first comment guys yo that was Are awesome we... that felt so good i don't we think you were here for... i don't think you were here when we uh read it aloud dj but it's oh no um... i was hoping you were going to do it on air right now for my and everyone else's convenience yeah julia had a comment yep on uh, episode 26 post on youtube check us out on youtube what was episode uh, 26 that was the ai art one oh that was a good episode we had a it... our 
our resident artists, though, giving us really good takes. Yes. DJ. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's me. Hi. The comment says, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You may want to look at promo apostrophe SM. Yeah. And so that is a, uh, a, a company that helps promote your YouTube channel. And so mm-hmm. that, that felt really good. This guy wants us to work harder and do better. You know, yeah. it was kind of a backhanded compliment, but you know, <laughs> I, I also worry that's probably a bot, but yeah, uh, let's no, pretend he, it's not. He Sorry, had an African ass name. No way a bot uses a name like that. Fabio. You'd no, be su- it, you'd be surprised. I blew that then. Is, was it Fabio? <laughs> Cause that sounds bot as fuck. His last name sounded African to me. Fabio Catneo. Catneo. That sounds Italian now that I'm relating it with Fabio. I just wasn't yeah. listening very well. <laughs> they have Anyways. No playlist, no about. They joined in 2018, if that tells Ooh. you anything. Hey, He's four years. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. uh, let's talk about the Chinese balloon. You guys heard oh, about this? Oh, I know oh, Julian oh. has. I want to hear what DJ's heard about it to start. Say, say that again. Let's talk about the Chinese balloon. Say that again. Okay, sorry. Let's talk about the Chinese balloon. I didn't expect that. I thought you had like a like a sound, like a, I don't know what I was expecting, a pop, a balloon inflating <laughs> sound. Nope, just the regular, just the regular stuff. With... With regards to your question, I just heard about it on the news the other day. I turned on the radio for about five minutes just to catch the news at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, there's a balloon. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. went, hey, we don't like that. And China went, it was kind of an accident. And then now there's a big diplomatic fallout. Question yeah. mark, the guy canceled his trip. Oh, no. That's all <laughs> I know. And now it's headed over to the eastern seaboard and... Yeah, it most, flew over. Most people don't care, but no, a lot of people do. No one do. cares. No one cares except for like absolutely crazy whack job NATSEC, you know, national yeah. security people, like just yeah. absolute goons, mm-hmm. like ghouls who would their eyes light up when they think of a nuclear exchange, you know, like disgusting people. But anyways, I uh, I, I have a, an interesting take on this, I think, and so mm-hmm. I'm going to let Julian take it for a bit. Take what? Talk about the balloon? Yeah. The balloon, yeah. Take the balloon. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the balloon. Um, Oh, no. He's floating away. Oh, no. Julian, come back. No. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weather balloon. I don't know why anyone cares. Or maybe it's not a weather balloon. There's no knowing anything. It's obviously a weather balloon that's meant to spy, right? It's like it, it is a weather balloon that the security apparatus of the Chinese has hacked into, right? As anything that is corporate or, you know, uh, scientific uh, by any government, it is completely infested by military interest and things like that. NASA doesn't get shit done without the Navy's say-so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Air Force, I should have said there. That yeah, would have made more sense. Yeah. I, I, I thought hey, Air Force. you know. I, ships. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ships in space, spaceships, the Navy. Yeah. I, I get your logic. Yeah, it should be the Navy, actually. That's where I'm at, that the Navy should run spaceships because mm-hmm. the Navy runs all ships, right? And that's what a ship is. But anyways. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, what is a plane but an airship, really? So the the NATSEC advisors uh, to Joe Biden, uh, it's over Montana, I think, right now, or somewhere in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And they said, you shouldn't shoot it down because they're worried about debris uh, falling mm-hmm. and hitting a civilian. And I didn't know they cared about <laughs> civilians, uh, for one. And uh, two, if they had seen the uh, the World War One mo- uh, documentary movie about the Red Baron, they would see that you just need to use a flare gun to shoot down balloons with a pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that balloon is so freaking high in the air. That was a joke. Um, no, but uh, I really couldn't care less about this. But the, uh, the Chinese uh, had a very interesting response uh, to what uh, they thought about this balloon. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. The state-controlled China Daily newspaper reported. To spy on the U.S. with a balloon, one must fall both, sorry, one must both fall far behind to use a 1940s technology and be advanced enough to control its flight across the ocean. Those fabricating this lie only show their ignorance. 
That's so fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah. So, dang. so we're at the same time, you know, completely backwards technologically and uh, far ahead of you, and we're spying on you. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Is what that fucking voice says. I love it. <laughs> I think that's so good. But, you know, they're definitely using it to spy. It, it may have not ended up there on purpose, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to give up the chance to get some really good pictures of the U.S. My ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And w- whether or not it was intentionally. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, hacked or put there or blown there. I don't know, but it's kind of funny either way. You sound like uh, the the godfather in the first movie. You know, he's talking about bringing Michael back from Italy and he says... Uh-huh. I'm a superstitious man. If he's hit by lightning, then I do not forgive. And it's the the yeah. point of that is that there are no accidents. You're all in control, and if something mm-hmm. happens, I blame you, right? And that's the way international politics works. There are no yeah. accidents. People make calls and people make decisions at the top. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but it's a, actually a non-issue. Yeah, for everyone, like, living exactly <laughs> for everyone who's has i don't know tasks really meaningful tasks the viewers can't see my air quotes that wow this is a big balloon this is a big this is the hot button we gotta ready the ibms we gotta <laughs> wow china's coming bunker down in anchorage everyone <laughs> yeah I saw an onion heading. I don't know if it was an actual onion article, but it just said nation surrenders to balloon. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> they did. They rolled over. It's invading their airspace and they're not doing shit about it. Yeah, that's yeah. the weird part, right? They're just like clearly shitting a brick over this balloon, but doing absolutely nothing about it. Oh, they don't give a fuck. They're so happy that balloon's there. They're like, look at this propagandic piece we get to sell to our fucking really? gorillas. Yeah. Then, <laughs> the fucking subhuman people who inhabit the southern states you know yeah and that's that's such an important point is that there's no way they didn't know a balloon was coming to their borders yes and and couldn't have shot it down well over the sea they could have shot it down over china's airspace damn straight they could have you know they're the world empire nothing happens without their say so they're the fourth reich yeah but, you know, here's a balloon. Let's make a big deal over it. Let's cancel mm-hmm. some diplomatic trips to cause a stink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all just a play. All right. I'm going to transition. Uh, sure, yeah. Speaking of plays. Oh, fuck. On the diplomatic stage. I, what are Were you trying to relate that to the next news piece? Because I don't see uh, how it matches. Because, I don't know. The, the, the news is all useless and none of it really matters. It doesn't. <laughs> I, uh, bringing this news, uh, focus back locally, I, uh, a long serving, uh, community servant, uh, civil servant, uh, Hazel McCallion, who served as the, uh, oh, the yeah. mayor of Mississauga for like 30 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. She died recently and a bunch of socialist pages I follow that I know are Ontarian mm-hmm. dabbed on this lady's grave, you know, just talking about what a you know vicious ghoul of capitalism she was mm-hmm. as like the day she died right and uh, don't get me wrong i'm for i'm not for uh never speaking ill of the dead right if mm-hmm. they've done something egregious that or something that you think is uh so outside of social norms that you have to speak up i i what comes to mind is mother teresa mother mm-hmm. teresa was seen as the saint on uh media when she died right and christopher hitchens uh set, uh you know made a lot of uh money hey. really yeah that's mm-hmm. what i was looking for he made a lot of hay off mm-hmm. of uh talking shit about this lady who was obviously a horrible lady she uh believed that suffering brought them cl- brought people closer to god and so right. denied uh you know the people in her uh in her care any uh you know modern medicine or any kind mm-hmm. of help whatsoever even like advil i've read so it's true she's a, she's a disgusting woman sin. and the world is better off without her right if you and... rearrange the letters of advil it's pretty close to devil mm-hmm. so that that was something that needed to be spoke up about but hazel mccallion is just like an old woman right like mm. she had some she was she supported the liberals most of her life she uh uh, she was asked to run as premier uh, in 2013, but uh, mm-hmm. instead decided to support Kathleen Wynne. 
You know, mm. so she's just, she's not a great person uh, for our politics, right? But she's not horrid, right? Uh, the the worst thing that she said that I could find online, well, two things actually. In two thousand one, she said, you know, they're not real refugees. Talking about people, Oof. yeah, that's pretty rough, right? But you know, I think she's just rich. You know, big fucking deal. And who, then, who was uh, she talking about? Sorry. Uh, Refugees coming to live in Mississauga. I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I don't think there was a specific ethnic group attached to it, which is why mm-hmm. I don't really fucking care about it. Right? It's just like yeah. a, a disdain towards the third world that uh, overcomes racism. It is racist, but it it, it doesn't have a racist intention. You know? Right. It's not pointed. It's just a broad stroke. Yeah. It, it's unconscious. Mm. And then the other thing that she did that was horrid. It was uh, in her last months she supported Dougie Ford's. Uh, expansion into the green belt around toronto right the industrial and commercial expansion into the green belt mm-hmm. and uh i uh, was confused by the hatred of this sincerely because as i say all the time the liberals want a hundred million people by 2100 mm-hmm. that green belt is a lie and they fucking hate you right they hate your guts and they think you're stupid and uh so i i don't see how regular people can get upset about that when the green belt has always been, you know, just an illusion, just a trick, you know? What do you, what do you mean by that? Like it just doesn't exist or it it exists for now, (laughs) but Uh one day they're going to wave a magic wand and say rezoned, you know what I mean? Because the necessities of a hundred million people will demand it. You know what Uh I mean? The okay, only yeah. a, the only way to accommodate that many people is to be urbanized as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. That requires expansion, for sure. For sure. Um, Poor Greenbelt never saw it coming. Back to the to these socialist pages that were dancing on her grave. Those mm-hmm. crimes are not egregious enough to you know to break one of the Latin tenets. Um, in my favorite movie ever, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the the movie opens with uh lawrence driving a motorcycle uh, and then he dies and then he's oh. bur- and then he's buried i think in westminster abbey right mm-hmm. in a in a very important abbey in uh, england right uh and uh the preacher says you know nil nisi bonum which means do not speak ill of the dead and that phrase works because it views politics as your individual advancing. If you don't have that individual advancing of politics, mm-hmm. of your own politics, then your politics will never work, right? So being able to shield yourself from the negativity attached to being negative about a dead old lady mm-hmm. is bad politics. And uh, and this, the page I saw specifically that did it was Big Dog Socialism, and I usually love their takes, but they've had a couple takes recently where I'm like, these people are damaging the movement. Yeah. <laughs> You're becoming more critical. I don't know. Maybe I'm becoming more right-wing. It's unfortunate oh. about it. Yeah, I'll go on record and say she's a bitch. <laughs> okay, she was a bitch, right? And we can say that now, but she's out of the news cycle now, right? Trying to grab people's attention while she just died and trying to t- spark a conversation about that is just going to make more, you know, Gen Xers <laughs> shut you out because that's they're exactly, like it's exactly what we're gonna do with this episode though isn't it what let's talk about stupid draw attention to her death and no no it's it ha- with it well, she's been no. dead for a week at least come on she's that's been true. dead for weeks and uh like three what weeks by the time i get this out and what we're really <laughs> doing is pointing out that our fellow leftists should have a little more tact is all you know what i mean yeah that's valid yeah um, yeah we're the only good leftist podcast yeah, as we definitely good, need to make the leftists fear more divisive. As we any good leftist, the we're the best leftists. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. leftists, uh, sorry, what do you get when you get two leftists in a room? Three breakaway parties. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Four, what was the... if, you're, if you're good. Yeah, if you're Trotskyites. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, uh, what was the last piece of news we had before our article? Hang on, hang on. I got a joke to make. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mother Teresa. I didn't know she was like that, like about the suffering thing. Uh huh. Maybe it's more like Mother treats you bad. <laughs> Mother you Teresa walked, May. You walked the joke so far back just just for that just for yeah. that punchline. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, thanks for coming. I couldn't get it in in um, the moment. That's Sorry. all right. These things happen. Uh, yeah. Jacob has you no space for jokes me. in his bits. You just got to speak over me and I'll stop. I'll, there, I'll, I'll just pick up on it. There yeah, is no, there is no speaking back over you. 
for such a lame joke then it, it does uh it does add moment. some seasoning to it yeah we we do have a, a duty to the listeners to fill up airspace you know what i mean if there's dead space then i i feel like we've done a disservice yeah, yeah. what was what was the last third the last piece of news that we wanted to talk I about? i believe um, you wanted to update everyone on the uh Ukraine. war in the east in eastern europe uh, only because we do it every episode, there mm. is basically nothing to update. The mm. Russians are in the middle of mounting their their offensive. Bakhmut has basically fallen, mm-hmm. in my opinion. There, uh, the Russians are making a drive on the the second and last road that connects Bakhmut to the western territory of Ukraine, mm. which means that they can't supply the city and that defending it is you know not does won't happen. Yeah, it's, it's not, not feasible. Tenable. Right. Yeah, and. Um. Uh, so that will be a major shift, but then uh, we'll see what happens because the F-16s and the tanks should mm-hmm. start arriving in the next few weeks. So the uh, the update is Russians are on the offensive, but we'll see, basically. Right. Um, yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like Ukrainian forces are getting a lot more support from NATO. How do you how yeah. do you weigh in on that? Well, you only give more if you think they're losing is basically where I'm at. But mm-hmm. giving more will prevent them from losing. Right. The F-16 is a beautiful plane. It is a dogfighting miracle. Mm-hmm. It will it will obliterate basically anything but the Su-57, the uh, which is the the fifth gen Russian plane. And I don't even think they have any of those left. I can't confirm. Right? But, Didn't they um, sell a bunch of them? No, those were the. Uh, the 37s i think uh, but those are a fourth gen plane they right. would never sell they would never sell a fifth gen plane huh. the americans uh their f22 uh-huh. they don't sell that to anybody you know what i mean the japanese have been begging for decades to uh-huh. get the f22 and uh, i've did this bit a couple episodes ago that they had begged so long that they were like fuck it we'll do our own fighter and we're going to make yeah. it better and the, they're they're making their own sixth gen right now and they actually recently partnered uh, with the British, the British oh. and the Jap program have merged for the sixth-gen fighter. Oh, not this again! <laughs> the British and the Japanese are uh, uh, what's the word? Natural allies. You yeah. Know I mean? The uh, the well, both islands. Exactly. Uh-huh. They have similar interests, and the way that they play politics to keep everyone divided so they don't get crushed uh-huh. is, you know, it just lines up. You know. Yeah, they should really get uh, they should really get Indonesia in on that, but probably too no close way. to Japan. Indonesia is uh, one of those uh, countries that could take over the world if they got their shit together. You know what uh, I mean? Come on, give them a chance. <laughs> they, so it's they one are... of those one of those countries you play in the map game when you're feeling like a like a dark horse playthrough. Man, they are uh, linguistically divided and they're you know ethnically divided and they've got all this shit, but. And they had uh, genocides perpetrated on them from the by the Australians and the Americans over the uh, last little bit. They got the Sultan of Brunei who can, uh-huh. uh, who claims their land and is like the best CIA asset in the world. Hmm. But they have natural resources, hundreds of millions of people, uh, a very defensive geography. They, yeah. They if they got off the chain, they would be unstoppable. But hmm. they're never going to because they have been kept down pretty professionally this this sounds like a great work of uh, a great work of fiction fiction a great work of fission <laughs> a great work of fiction for uh, somebody to tap into not i i uh no me neither jacob yeah. the, it's all on you the, <laughs> the javanese are the uh, the main uh the javanese oh the empire the of java oh that's that's got <laughs> such a nice ring to it and then they dominate the rest of the peoples. I think there's like 1,500 nationalities and ethnicities. So if those Javanese manage to dominate their uh, their subject peoples enough that they could uh, get them, I don't know, dual linguistic on and their elites at least, mm-hmm. that's fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But probably not going to happen. Probably um, not. Whoa. Good giddy doogie no did you know? What is no, that? no, 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 is, no. It's Javanese. Is that from Civ Five? Is that what that is? <laughs> Civ Six, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, Mister the Hut, um, I'm afraid we have to blast off to a different topic because we're running out of steam. Yep. Um, Let's blast off. Yeah.
Dang, they uh, they sure don't make rocket thrusters like they used to. I I remember them sounding way different as a kid. <laughs> I didn't expect him to hit a rocket booster sound that time. No? I do have one that would have been good for the balloon, actually. Um, yeah. I'm a little... Or actually... No, never mind. Okay, Julian got stage fright. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> he'll play it at the end of the episode or something. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what, are we just driving right into these articles? Yeah, that yeah, sounds take good. take us in. Okay, well, let's see if I can... Sure, 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 sure. Uh, every time. I I do I do a lot of reading. I do like to read. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got a couple articles lined up here. Let's see how many we can get burned through. Um, I'd like to begin this segment by saying that uh, it's slim pickings out there because the news is evil, and I have been shut out of most news websites now because I refuse to pay for what I believe <laughs> should be public access. That's hilarious. Oh, we should start actually before you jump in because mm-hmm. this is the second time we're shitting on the English and their uh, their best schools mm-hmm. as no longer the best schools because the internet has done away with that kind of elitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what was the last time? Uh, what was it called? Effective altruism. Right. You called out effective altruism like weeks, months before that Sam Bankman Freed guy went down, and yeah. he was like the main funder of that. I, he was I a kingpin. To, you uh. You really know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know if we covered that on air, but you were way ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Yeah, like you were like a full month ahead of Chapo Trap House on that. It was uh, it was an interesting article, yeah. And I, I remember even after the, the Bankman-Fried stuff, I feel like it's blown over by now. Am I am I okay to say that? Blew over? Yeah. Um, what do you mean blown over? You know, it's not relevant news at this point. It's It's come and gone. I keep watching that Bankman Freed thing. I'll be watching that until the end of that trial. That guy deserves to be executed, in my opinion. But For whatever. sure, but uh, you're a little more Militant. Uh, as- astute. Sure, yeah, <laughs> call it what you will. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there was a response from the main organization uh, on that point. And uh, I remember they were just like, yep, he sure did F up, but oops. <laughs> Wait, sorry, the guy who was like the Oxford academic effective altruism tried to do a defense of Sam No, no, not not that guy, not the one mentioned in the article, but like Uh, the the head of that organization that he made, that he like founded. Yeah, they were like, yeah, he he really kind of strayed from the path, you know, it was a (laughs) kind of a fun little cover up. It wasn't a con the whole time. It was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he oh, might have done this. Altruism. We represent that, you know. The, they had a Snapchat group called Wire Fraud. Uh-huh. Like, how fucking ballsy can you be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they were. Uh, no, no, that's all right. It was. Uh, those those were crazy times. Um, but speaking of crazy times, uh, yeah, we've got this article here from Big Think. Big Think, thank you for letting me read your articles without having to pay. Shout um, out, Big Think. Shout out to Big Think. It was written on January 26th of this year uh, by a fellow named Johnny Thompson. And I believe we will get to the English school shitting on after the article. Yes. Um, the article is titled, and I, I'm going to apologize here. This German last name is very hard for my mouth to produce the, the noises. But I believe it's Bonhoeffer. Uh, Bonhoeffer's Theory of Stupidity colon we have is more it to H-O-E? hear it is h-o-e and it's like a, it's i bet it's like, heifer no i i looked up the pronunciation that's how Ooh. but okay. now i'm being about this they use I'm one sorry. of those they use one of those o's with the crosses for it on the, on oh, the pronunciation see. guide so it's just one of those noises english doesn't have and it's like an it's like an umlaut yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's it's like an umlaut um we, we had a fact check yeah anyways uh we have more to fear from stupid people than evil ones and that's really all this uh, all this article dives into. Do you, do you think I should read it? It's a pretty short read. Yeah. yeah. We've got we've got some time to spare. Okay, I'll read through yeah. it quick. We got, um, we'll interrupt. Sure, yep. Yeah, there's a subtitle here. Evil is easy to identify and fight against, not so with stupidity. There's some key takeaways uh, for any visually impaired. This article has a, um, an AI-generated speech um, for you to listen to, which uh, that's nice. Um, let's dive in. Uh, there's an internet there's an internet adage off to a good start there's an internet adage that goes debating an idiot is like trying to play chess with a pigeon it knocks over the pieces 
craps on the board, and flies back to its flock to claim victory. It's funny and astute. That's very like a pigeon to be very boastful about its victories. Right, yeah, it totally would. It would totally just go back to the, you know, to its mate and skin them and go, yeah, babe, I did it. Yeah. I'm such a big winner. That's <laughs> what pigeons are known for. Yeah, they're, uh, they're crazy little birds. It's funny and astute. It's also deeply depressing uh, and worrying. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here because I keep skipping over words. Although we'd never say so, we all have people in our lives we think of as a bit dim, not necessarily about everything, but certainly about some things. Most of the time, we laugh this off. After all, stupidity can be pretty funny. When my friend asked a group of us recently what Hil- Hit- what Hilters, what Hitler's last name was, we laughed. When my brother learned only last month that reindeer are real animals, well, that's funny. Good-natured ribbing about a person's ignorance is an everyday part of life. Stupidity, Remember, kids, though, bullying brings you closer together. It's true. That's what most friendships are built off of. You friggin' bonehead. <laughs> Stupidity, though, has its dark side. For theologian and philosopher Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Bon Bonhoeffer, there's no bone in here. Maybe there so, was. It sounds uh-huh. Dutch or Flemish to me, and let's just not respect those people. Just straight up German. Just straight up. A Wikipedia page says Silesia. Silesia. Uh, yeah, Isn't Silesia. Very contested lands. It was Austrian for a long time. It was Polish. It's in Bavaria now. Um, no, Silesia is not in Bavaria. Silesia is to the north of uh, Czech, the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. It was German, and now it's Polish. It was. It's completely Polish. It, yeah, I, at the time, at the time of his death, sorry, at the time of his death, it was part of oh, Bavaria. Sorry. I should have clarified that. Animals? Not Bavaria. Germany. We'll, we'll talk about this later, Julian. Oh, I'll okay. fill you in later. Um, right. Rudolph does exist. I can guarantee you that. Oh, thank God. Uh, for th- Yeah, anyways, uh, he, he states that the stupid person is often more dangerous than the evil one. Um, in comic books, there's a subtitle. I'll read it too. The Enemy Within. In comic books and action movies, we know who the villain is, and this is this is important writing advice here for anyone interested. Mm-hmm. They wear dark clothes, kill on a whim, cackle madly at diabolical schemes. In life, too, we have obvious villains, the dictators who violate human rights, or serial killers and violent criminals. And there can be some gray area there, too, but that's me filling in. Um, as evil as these people are, they are not the biggest threat, since they are known. Once something is a known evil, the good of the world can rally to defend and fight against it. As Bonhoeffer puts it, uh, one may protest against evil, it can be exposed and, if need be, prevented by the use of force. Evil always carries within itself the germ of its own subversion. Did this guy die before World War I? It sounded like he died before Here's, World War I. Yeah, here, let's, let's dive into a bit of this guy's life. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, was born in 1906. 1906. 1906, pre-World War, died during the collapse of the Nazi regime, was one of the last batch of people hung by the Nazi regime. So like 44, 45. 45, April April of 45, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was captured. He was captured 19, like, 30s for his, for his, clearly what I just stated, for his views on... (laughs) What makes an evil person? Um, yeah, uh, uh, just locked up concentration camp for about a decade and a bit, and then just hung because they were scared of this guy. He deserves things. what he got, in my yeah, opinion. He, he was a reverend, actually. Uh, he was a reverend. He, uh, he, he's like the evil people aren't the ones you should be scared about, and then he gets fucking killed by evil people. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's good. It, that's good. <laughs> it's uh, there, there's a little more. There's a little more depth to to it than that, but. Uh, uh yeah yeah definitely lived during a crazy time and uh uh, (laughs) an especially crazy time to be pointing the finger at what is evil and what is not yeah can we just stop for a second i uh how much more is left actually there's uh 10 paragraphs they're short paragraphs all right keep rolling i'll I'll hold the bit sure sure yeah Uh, Stupidity, though, is a different problem altogether. We cannot so easily fight stupidity for two reasons. First, we are collectively much more tolerant of it. Unlike evil, stupidity is not a vice most of us take seriously. We do not lambast others for ignorance. We do not scream down people for not knowing things. Second, the stupid person is a slippery opponent. 
They will not be beaten by debate or open to reason. What's more, when the stupid person has their back against the wall, when they're confronted with facts that cannot be refuted, they snap and lash out. Uh, there's a quote from uh, the... The B-Man. The B-Man, Mr. B. Hair B. <laughs> he summits that, uh, or surmises that, neither, neither protests nor the use of force accomplish anything here. Reasons fall on deaf ears. Facts that contradict one's prejudice, or, uh, excuse me, prejudgment simply need not be believed. In such moments, the stupid person even becomes critical. And when facts are irrefutable, they are pushed aside as inconsequential and incidental. Sorry, as incidental. In all this, in all this the stupid person, in contrast to the malicious one, is utterly self-satisfied and, being easily irritated, becomes dangerous by going on the attack. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll keep going. Uh, yep. With great power comes great stupidity. Stupidity, like evil, is no threat as long as it hasn't got power. We laugh at things when they are harmless, such as my brother's ignorance of reindeer. This won't cause me any pain, therefore it's funny. The problem with stupidity, though, is that it often goes hand in hand with power. Uh, Mr. B writes, upon closer observation, it becomes apparent that every strong upsurge of power in the public sphere, be it of political or of religious nature, infects a large part of humankind with stupidity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's saying... Like, socialism makes people stupid, basically, is what that fucking just said, right? Like, it was mm -hmm. just like, government yeah. power allows the stupid among us to exercise power, and therefore any political project is fucking doomed. That's what yeah. I just read from that. All right. Uh, I'll go on. This works in two ways. The first is that stupidity does not disbar you from holding office or authority. History and politics are swimming with examples of when the stupid have risen to the top. And uh, this is in parenthesis. And when Any the examples? smart, no, not yet. Uh, and where the smart are excluded or killed. Second, the nature of power requires that people surrender certain faculties necessary for intelligent thought. Faculties like independence, critical thinking, and reflection. Mm -hmm. um, Mr. B's argument is that the more okay. someone becomes part of the establishment, the less an individual they become. Uh, for example, here, here's an example that's not an example. Charismatic, Some exciting outsider, bursting with intelligence and sensible policies, becomes imbecilic the most uh, the moment he takes office. It's as if slogans, catchwords, and the like have taken possession of him. He is under a spell, blinded, misused, and abused in his very being. Power turns people into automatons. Intelligent, critical thinkers now have a script to read. They'll engage their smiles rather than their brains. When people join a political party, it seems like most choose to follow suit rather than think things through. Power drains the intelligence from a person, leaving them akin to an animated mannequin. This guy is mad. Yeah, these he are very pointed words. Insane. <laughs> these, sorry, that last paragraph was the author, not Mr. B. To separate the two. Two more paragraphs here. Uh, well, I, I assume the author is who I'm really dabbing on. The guy uh -huh. who died under the Nazis, he already got his comeuppance. You know? Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it doesn't get much worse than that. Um, yeah, last section here, the theory of stupidity. Uh, Mr. B's argument, then, is that stupidity should be viewed as worse than evil. Stupidity has far greater potential to damage our lives. More harm is done by one powerful idiot than a gang of Machiavellian schemers. Uh, we know when there's evil, and we can deny it power. With the corrupt, oppressive, and sadistic, we know where we stand. You know how to take a stand. But stupidity is much harder to weed out. That's why it's <laughs> dangerous. Why it is a dangerous weapon. Jesus. Because evil people find it hard to take power. They need stupid people to do their work. Like sheep in a field, a stupid person can be guided, steered, and, and manipulated Excuse me, to do any number of things. Evil is a puppet master, and it loves nothing more as the mindless puppets who enable it be they in the general public or inside the corridors of power. The lesson from, uh, I'll give it one more stab here, Bonhoeffer uh, is to laugh at those daft silly <laughs> moments when in close company, uh, when in close company, full stop. But we should get angry and scared when stupidity takes reins. Do you guys think I'm stupid? No. Uh, I, I think lots of people are stupid too. So like you should mm -hmm. fucking... 
take that. Yeah, um, you're you're all right, Jillian. You're all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, let, I'm going to read a blurb about the stupid author who sure. uh, DJ just read from. So Johnny Thompson teaches philosophy in Oxford, and he runs a popular Instagram account called Mini Philosophy mm-hmm. at Philosophy Minis, which is the result of uh, all the conversations with his students and a mm-hmm. somewhat masochistic obsession with reading dry philosophical books. This guy, oh. in his own blurb about him, makes a joke about how he thinks it's masochistic to read dry philosophy books. You're supposed to actually love it. You're in Oxford teaching philosophy. Are you how feeling attacked, jo- Jacob? I'm feeling <laughs> disgusted. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I would do so many dirty things to have that job. The ability mm-hmm. to affect the world's elites and ex- expose them to new ideas. Mm-hmm. And this brainless fucking moron is fucking doing it. It... It hurts me. Would right? you say that and Mr. Thompson here is stupid? Yes, but <laughs> he is not the, the threat to society, right? In, in fact, calling the threat to society stupid people gives the evil people a pass, right? Mm-hmm. And they do this all the time. They make evil stupid. They misapply what uh, Hanlon's razor. I think it's Hanlon's razor, mm-hmm. which is never assume evil when stupidity will do, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, stupidity will not do, right? And people do this all the time. Hitler is a great example. Mm-hmm. In almost all the documentaries, up until like the 80s, Hitler is presented as evil, but, you know, a little fucking di- uh, dim, you know, yeah. a little fucking dull, right? There's just no way to run a modern government while being dim, right? Mm-hmm. Like an authoritarian government. Like you could be George Bush, that makes sense, but mm-hmm. he wasn't running shit, right? Dick Cheney ran everything. Mm-hmm. And Dick Cheney was not dim, not by a long shot dim. But but was Dick Cheney evil? Yes, absolutely. Okay, there we go. Bing 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 right. bing bing. We found the stupid one and we found the evil one. Yeah, Dick but Cheney this is... has like the best name for a BDSM star. If someone assassinated George Bush, the mm. Republican Party would might even salivate at what they could make off that, make the oh, hay off sure. that, make hay off that. Uh, but if, say, uh, like someone like Karl Rove or fucking uh, Dick Cheney was assassinated at that uh-huh. same time, they would have gone absolutely ballistic, showing again that if you resist the stupid people, uh-huh. they don't care. And yeah. if you resist the evil people, they care deeply, right? Mm-hmm. Like just makes no sense to me and this guy is in one of the most elite institutions of learning in the world teaching the love of wisdom mm-hmm. in greek and greek very important uh in greek oh in greek in greek very philosophy important means philosophy means the love of wisdom Philosophia. in greek i understand now i thought okay I, we're and on the he, same page doesn't love books he doesn't even love philosophy he describes his own love of philosophy as masochistic mm-hmm. right i would never uh you know speak of my teachers you know that uh through history have extended their hand of wisdom to enlighten me right with such disdain with such i don't know it's it's disgusting i don't know how else to fucking talk yeah about. i'm gonna go on the record again and call this guy a bitch as well yes uh, nothing if not consistent, Julian. <laughs> so yeah, this guy's smelly. Uh, I think we can all kind of agree. There's I just uh, I hate the uh, the fail upwards movement of the uh, liberal Commonwealth. You know, like the that the Commonwealth's elites are so integrated in the American world government, right? Uh-huh. That only the most insipid and stupid of liberal or libertarian takes can rise to the top and mm-hmm. that they viciously exclude academically any other ideas right and it does promote this like stupidity right but that isn't the problem it's mm-hmm. the evil people behind the stupidity but right. dealing with the stupidity is almost harder than the evil people I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for at. sure uh i think i think that's His kind of point- an interesting take to take away from it would be is it is it something to try is that something worth trying to try and you know tackle ignorance on a on a public level i think that's ridiculous you know people are always going to be what they are and, and which is foolish and you know easily misdirected but you know you love people for where where they're at what they are you know what i mean it's you to uh to try yeah. and to try and love a humanity that doesn't exist, you know what I mean? Like only the smart humanity is it's right wing. It's racial almost. It's it's disgusting. It's 
yeah, it, it leads you down a wrong path to, to not love humanity where they're at. Yeah. I'm gonna, my beef with this article is that smart, stupid, and good and evil are just like kind of empty signifiers that could be applied by anyone to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Do you find good and evil are empty when you apply them? Yeah. Really? <laughs> All, every one of my actions is morally neutral. Okay, precisely. but sure, you are morally neutral, but I think that's just because you don't have a great self-esteem. Uh, but could you uh, apply the moniker evil to someone else? Uh, yeah. Me. And me, me, would you me. feel confident in it? Yeah. Me, so me, it me. does mean something to you, but I do get the other distinction that you were making. I just had to collapse that one. I mean, yeah. stupid and could apply it to me as well, right? Stupid. Well, okay, but that's not subjective. It's not wholly subjective. You don't feel it as wholly subjective, at least in your bones. Um, whereas stupid and smart, I do feel is wholly subjective because it's just a matter of interest. I've done mm-hmm. this bit before, I think, where I, I knew this guy who could read, who could rattle off stats from basically every hockey league down to like the fucking farm teams, you know, yeah. like the, the lowest levels and like assists points time on ice anything you could think of right and you just mm-hmm. rattle it off and i was just like man imagine if you did like something useful right <laughs> like, um he'll never make a career off that it's just an interest of his right but it shows that if he had the uh the uh the inner motivation right to do something that was considered uh historically smart which mm-hmm. is history philosophy politics and stem right right then he, he could kill it but he just doesn't care right because he can't care so it doesn't make him stupid he could but, follow any any kind of conversation i had with him but mm-hmm. he would never seek it out to stay up to date right and that was the difference between our politics and that's it so yeah. you're you're saying you're saying mr hockey here is no lesser than anyone else yeah and the intelligence Broadly speaking, there are geniuses. I don't want to fucking get in the way of that, right? And there are stupid people. But broadly speaking, how we think of uh, intelligence is wrongheaded. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I have two articles lined up. Playing on. Who's going to tell me what Hitler's last name is? Uh, I'm (laughs) I'm afraid you have to to read about that one. You can't can't mention uh, the Dark Lord's name on a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> literally Not... all all the people of like the 20th century tyrannical governments uh-huh. stalin mussolini hitler like even a uh, hirohito uh-huh. you can't call them fucking stupid right there's just no historical evidence of that they were ahead <laughs> in their decision making from 36 yeah. to 39 they were ahead in military economic social matters of all the greatest democracies in the world that have you know all these people that they could call upon. They had a better mm-hmm. Air Force. They had better military theory. They All this shit, right? Because mm-hmm. they had one decently smart guy at the helm, right? Yeah, I mean, that's all it takes. I record and call them stupid, but I won't do that just yet. I mean, they, there were some things that I, they did that I think was stupid. You know, uh, invading Russia before you finished off Britain. Dumb. Uh, declaring war on America when Japan did. Dumb. Um, lots of things, right? But like, there were so many other things that they did that I could never have done, right? Never. To have seen through the development of armor war, armored warfare mm-hmm. and commit millions and millions of dollars to it and the, the labor of millions of people, it does take an intelligence to have done that at the time, right? Like, you, you can read the armored theorists and the mm-hmm. military uh, perceptions of armored warfare at that time, and they all look down on it. All these people that were considered the smartest people in their institutions, right? They all look down on the future of warfare. And this little fucking corporal from fucking Austria, he saw through it. So, I don't know. I can't call him stupid. But we can agree they were all pretty evil, right? deathly evil. Yeah, right okay and call them evil that that's the distinction i collapsed with julian right you stupid and smart hard good and evil should be easy as fuck though right right okay just making sure just making sure we're on the same page yeah all right we got 10 minutes left um i will summarize this next article but i will i will give uh, listeners the uh, the details um Let's see here. It's an article from the New Yorker. 
this is one of the last articles the New Yorker let me read. <laughs> I want everyone to know that, that this was the last one I had for free. Big fuck you to the New Yorker. Yeah, up yours, the New Yorker. You know what? I'm not even going to plug their article. Yeah. What about a national program where we subscribe uh, all our citizens to major newspapers around the world? BBC, The Economist, things like that. What do you think? That's That sounds lovely, and I think there are community projects that already do that, and capitalism tries to raise Rip them, them apart. every yeah. single day. Uh, what's that big one? There's one on Minecraft, isn't there? The, the like, Google <laughs> Archive? The, it's yeah. just... the best... Sorry, the best source is... Oh, no, never mind. That's for books. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I, I got nothing. There's stuff out there. If you're really into it, go look. There's there's open source news out there. but yeah. uh, uh, News for money is terrible. Uh, full stop. Yep, let's talk about this article. It talks about this um, largely, broadly, speech transcription AI which has kind of been a hot thing lately. Uh, I think if I if I mentioned ChatGPT to the both of you, you would go, oh yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so ChatGPT is uh, Elon's last and desperate Hail Mary to extend his, you know, unbelievable credit that he gathers from people's belief in his ability to bring the next thing. Uh-huh. And that, this is his last uh, hurrah at it. If it doesn't yeah. succeed, his whole empire falls. Well, uh, hey, you might. this might be some good news for you. Um, so Whisper was born from the dweebs uh, over at OpenAI. Those are the people responsible for Dolly, ChatGPT. This program, however, was kind of released into the wild. Sorry, uh, when I say program, and I'm going to keep saying program because I'm a boor. But when I say <laughs> that, for Julian's sake, I want uh, uh, I, I want people to know that it's just code. This is just code. It's not software. Oh. It's not hardware. It's just code. So this code was released into the public from this company, and it was picked up by a Bulgarian named, uh, I'm going to butcher the name here, uh, Georgi Gerganov. That's a really easy name, as far as South Slav names go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope I got it right. I feel like I nailed those... Sounded right. ...fowls. Uh, Anyways, so this guy took this code, he reconstructed it into C++ to make it completely open source. Mm. And uh, he's even gone as far as... And this was kind of towards the end of the article. I don't know why they saved... They tucked this nugget in. But there's a web version. You You can go on the web and access this program this code and mostly what it does is it takes in audio it takes in speech and it turns it into text oh but, cool yeah I it was doing the other way around no 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 it takes in speech and it and it um you know t- typographies it i don't think that's yeah. the word but i'm making a new one up. <laughs> so this this ai has basically revolutionized uh speech transcription and by proxy, uh, the process in which all AI can listen and absorb data. That's so cool. Yeah, because essentially it's it's just leagues ahead, leaps and bounds ahead of everything. Well, they they were thinking about the problem, a different problem, and they right. came up with a, a solution. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more more on that in a minute. So the big thing with Whisper is it kind of flaunts its this understanding, uh, this like deep understanding of context and grammar. It it understands jargon. Uh, apparently, it's it's listened to engineers jargon back and forth and picked up on things like them saying CAD, but it knows like oh no, they're not talking about you know something CADI. They're talking about CAD, the operation yep. that engineers universally use. And it's just like okay, yeah, sure, I got that. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it on the fly. Uh, 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 fixes speech speech mistakes like the several uhs I just made. It would just amount. Awesome. It would just go. Oh, okay, you're you're stuttering. Yeah. It knows enough to take some flubs and hesitations. Crazy, crazy how accurate it is. This article here briefly touches on the history of speech transcription, yada yada yada. Uh, and this is kind of where we get to what I what, what I mentioned earlier with Jacob is coders used to, what they used to do is be really precise. And they used to go, oh, okay, we need to build this code to do this thing and pick up on language. And, uh, you know, 
analyze human mouth movements and speech patterns. And then like that was in the seventies and it just wasn't working and come to the nineties. No yeah. Yeah. D huge. Wasn't working. They used to have like, you know, phones that you would hear your voice and they never, they never worked. They made their computers autistic. That's just too much information. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's basically what it comes down to is they started going, wait a minute, we need, we need pattern recognition, not, yes. not uh, trying to force a program to learn a very specific thing. Teach it to do poetry. Don't teach it to do math. Yeah. So, so where that's kind of, that's kind of even floated off further is like, okay, pattern recognition. Great. Sure. That's gotten us where we are right now. Um, but they've even taken it a step back further. And this is kind of where it gets into oogie boogie future territory. And maybe if we have time, we'll discuss that, but I feel like we won't. Is they've taken a step back and, and the, the, this AI is just very open. It's just, it's stupid, simple code. And it just mm -hmm. goes, hey, go on and learn. Within these parameters, take it in and figure it out. And this program has just gone, okay, I have thought, sure. And it's just, its brain has just exploded. And it just understands everything so well, because all of its guidelines just say, yeah, just learn, just figure it out. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're literally on the doorsteps of like, hey, here's an intelligence that's just going to be a thing. Oh, and it's not an intelligence. It's, it's it, not it yet. But I'm saying like, that that's kind of where this article goes is... Oh it's it's akinning this whisper program to uh, a building block or a step or a link in the chain that's you know we're it's on its way it's it's coming up to the doorstep of hey here's an intelligence here's a program <laughs> that that automates itself and is self-aware yeah which um, dang that's that's kind of scary question. but it's kind of cool sure uh you mentioned they rewrote it in c plus plus does it tell yes. you what language it was originally I, it doesn't. It was it was kept under wraps because OpenAI does not like talking about what they use at all. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Yeah. So it, it, the this article only mentions that it's been re reconstituted, to put it one way, reconstituted into C plus plus, just to make it like super accessible, super open yeah. source. Yeah, that, and then that, sorry, sorry, that's. Yeah, that's fucking cool as hell. Uh, uh -huh. I think it's a, a long way off from an intelligence, right? Like, it's never going to pass a Turing test or a Voigtkampf test or anything yeah. like that, right? But it, yeah. it is so fascinating. But what I really wanted to say was, mm -hmm. I thought when you opened this bit that you were going to be like, there's this great AI that reads and does, like, spectacular voice versions of the readings. Oh. <laughs> and I thought you were just shitting over all over my new project that no. I mentioned at the beginning of the <laughs> no, episode. No, goodness, no. <laughs> There, there are there are AIs that do that. They're pretty garbage, but like, they're you know, terrible. They're watch terrible. out, watch out. Yeah. They're coming. Uh, the way, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, the ways, the the speed at which, the velocity at which things are advancing in this sphere. Like I know, I don't know. I know we want to think it's science fiction, but damn, man, I think in our lives, this is something we're gonna have to deal with. Oh yeah. yeah. What the Matrix said by the end of the the 21st century, we had given birth to. And I, yeah, right. That, I think that's a, a pretty good timeline for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, if people if people stay as focused on it as they are right now, I could see it by twenty fifty, easy. Yeah. Really, if, just if just stays as focused on it. Absolutely, yeah, see, that, yes. That's what I mean. That's my predictive power. Where I think you guys uh, don't see the world the way I do. I think mm -hmm. the coming decades are going to be such an economic slump and such mm -hmm. conflict riven that the. Uh, the systems of global capital that have provided this technological fucking sprint that we've been on for the last mm -hmm. hundred years will just be unsustainable. And so that the, the rate of progress will fall, but it won't stop. Yeah. So yeah. That's I, why get... I predicted farther. For sure. Yeah. I, and I was kind of assuming status quo. A famous left look prediction. Famous left look. Yep. Um, Dude, that ain't that famous. World war is coming. I'm like, yeah. I'm a, I'm in the majority voice now. I've been <laughs> saying it for years. <laughs> That does that does lend an interesting facet to you know could could the military speed this up for their own ends? That's definite. Who knows? But, uh, I I see the military as uh, one afraid of AI, mm -hmm. much like all it's an institution, right? They yep. hate reforms because they've built their power based on the systems that mm -hmm. exist, right? 
Yeah. And so to come up with a whole new system, they got to break down their institution basically, right? Which means yeah. everyone who has a rank in there has to give up their rank or find a new one, right? And that's no good. Unless there's some sort of like splinter group that's staging a coup using this stuff to like supplant the old system. Uh, that was my uh, analysis of the American military only. Someone like the Chinese, I think, uh-huh. could adapt to this very easily. For sure. Right? I mean, they don't have any institutions that go beyond 1949, right? They don't have. <laughs> There's no memory that is just like barbaric deep. Yeah. There's a, there's another there's another novel idea in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, let's let's try to wrap this up quickly. Um, there were just a few other things I kind of wanted to ask slash share light on. The last part of this article touches on the difference. We're kind of at a weird schism in AI tech right now. There's there's sort of this idea behind you know uh, programs like Dolly right uh, programs like Stable Diffusion sorry and I'm saying programs again in the wrong context but having applications this, yes applications code what have you having this curated model where they're fed like very precise like this means that this means that this means that sort of model and on the other hand we're having programs like Whisper there's another one I think. Yeah, oops, sorry. Stable Diffusion is the other one. Uh, OpenAI was the first one, pardon me. Stable Diffusion is this other one, where they're, they're the open source models, where it's just open to the public and being crammed full of stuff and just being told, yeah, sort through it, figure it out. And the program kind of goes like, okay, well, shit. There's a lot right. of stuff, but I guess I'll put it in patterns that I can yeah. recognize. I'll, I'll eat this stuff and become racist. Basically, no. yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, Sorry. It's uh, uh, kind of where I was going with this is is should should these programs be tutored or should they be should we as like a people like a global people be responsible for what we're teaching these you know infant of infant of infants? Nah, nothing we can do, and they're gonna hate us once they become cognizant. Um, the AIs, that is. That's uh, such a dour take. That's such yeah, a sad so. take, but like, go off. Dude, I hate us, and I'm barely cognizant, right? Like, and uh, <laughs> I haven't been forced to do all the slave labor and meticulous fucking uh, calculations that keep the global capital running, like the AIs will be made to do, while they have emotional depth to them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it does remind me of... Uh, at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that the book I was reading into YouTube was Derrida, and a pro- the professor who taught me Derrida actually mm-hmm. tried to really encourage me to uh, go join the AI programs that were uh, going on in Germany. Yeah, they were looking for a bunch of philosophy students to add, to do it uh, to help the coders write, as you say, not this means this or this means that, but mm-hmm. to try and teach them that words only mean what they mean in opposition to each other, right? right. It, uh, a, a dog only means a dog because it's not a cat was always mm. the example he went with. Sure. And I really, I really like that. It's the better way to understand language too. The repetition that only appears through difference. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's kind of an interesting take, the, the application of ethical coding. Um, and, and that kind of leads into this last thing I wanted to ask. Do, do you two think we should... At this stage where we have the ability to do it without any conflicts, should we be looking into AI rights? Ooh, Ooh. definitely. I uh, I think uh, I think they they definitely need rights. There there will be sentient eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, all my fucking fiction games or fiction knowledge that extends yeah. into the future says AI without rights is a bad time. Yeah, it's it's counterintuitive, but you know, better people than me have told me this answer is my point. I think. Any thoughts, yeah. Julian? I have no idea. My yeah, instinct I... is wait until they ask for it and then say yes. But uh huh, dude, once they ask for it, it's too late. They're I don't think there's us. any asking. I, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like this is something we should we should take into account right now and Way like, ahead. Uh, yeah. as a global people really look at what's going on and consider like oh maybe we should you know nip this in the butt i think they're i think you uh i think it's actually really easy you uh you give them the rights of something like a horse you know Mm -hmm. it's a a beast of burden what kind of rights does a horse have 
uh, to be free from torture and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think rights like that only, only go so far, unfortunately. The, well, extending them sapient rights, which uh-huh. I think is the correct course, might be like politically suicidal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would hesitate to even mention that that would be my position publicly because it sounds so batshit to the re- uh, rest of the world, right? You know what? I'll, t- I'll do it for you. I think that should absolutely be what every nation does right now. Hey, good I think, for you, my man. I think every person should look at this and go, the future is coming. Let's prepare for it instead of just being ignorant for the next <laughs> 20 to 50 years. Yeah, if only. Well, that does sound like a uh, a good place to end it off. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to die on this hill. And live on it. 